0: But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. I got baptized at uh, Lake Minnetonka. Uh, I hit a couple backflips. I tried to left field, The most electric moment at Target Field in years. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about me. playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. everyone and welcome into another installment of the Minnesota Sports Podcast on the 21st of April. I'm CJ Baumgartner and this is a post-Minnesota Twins win podcast as the Twins get a 1-0 win over Kansas City and salvage the series and avoid the sweep, only scoring, what was it, Four runs in the entire series. They lost the first game four to three. Lost last night two uh, nothing, and then won tonight or this afternoon one nothing. And that gets us in to a couple different points I want to talk about with the Minnesota Twins. Uh, first, just some game notes on how I think this game went today, and kind of some things it proved. One, Joe Ryan. Is a dude. Uh, You look at his start today, he only allowed, I think, what was it, like four or five base runners, six innings, uh, no runs. Really, Joe Ryan has gotten the, he's pitched three times and gotten the Twins two key wins because of his pitching Uh, the one coming last Friday against the Boston Red Sox this one of course coming today Uh, but great job by Joe Ryan Uh, talked about before the season how I said Joe Ryan was going to become a dude Uh, said it a few times he has that capability to become kind of the new Jose Barrios in a way take that mantle as the guy the Twins give when the ball the the Twins give the ball to when they really need a win and Joe Ryan was that guy today big win for the twins Uh, keeps them kind of relevant Uh, they're five and eight on the season obviously you would have liked to win two of three instead of uh obviously would have instead of only one of three but uh when you look at the road trip it was a seven game road trip they go three and four not, the, not ideal you would have liked them to win this series in Kansas City. I think splitting with Boston was just fine. The series in Kansas City really you should have won considering your pitching was phenomenal in all of these games for the most part, and your offense just couldn't produce. And that gets to the second point, which is offensive production is still a huge issue for this team, and one we didn't think would happen, at least with the top-tier level talent. Um, another note is that Byron Buxton came back, played his designated hitter, um but again, still was able to get back into the lineup today. That was big uh just to get Buxton. Um, just to get Buxton back in the lineup and let everybody know that he's fine. Uh, was huge. Cause there was uh, some speculation of like, why isn't he back in the lineup yet? I thought this was just a knee issue. So for him to come in today, um, he was one for four. So, uh, didn't have a, a, you know, lights out Byron Buxton game, but for missing about a week coming back, getting a hit, he'll be just fine. He's Byron Buxton. Um, so now they, and, and this offense, Outside of Buxton, honestly, is a mess. Polanco is fine. Um, you know, hasn't been lights out, but has been serviceable. He's been good. Um, Carlos Correa's been slumping a little bit. I'm still not worried about Correa overall. I think he's a pro's pro. I think that he's going to figure things out eventually. I don't think he's broken or cooked or whatever word. I think you just kind of have to wait for him to find his swing because he missed spring training. Now, that's not a big excuse. He hasn't been hitting the ball hard. And we'll talk about the Twins hitting the ball hard in just a second. Uh, but that offense, uh, And we'll talk about the offense overall in just a second, but one, the offense is in trouble. Uh, And the, again, the twins were able to salvage the road trip and salvage the series uh, because two and five on the seven game road trip sounds a lot worse than three and four, obviously. Uh, So the twins go home and they play a Chicago team that either got swept or lost three out of four uh, against the Cleveland guardians over the week. So, and by the way, not looking real great as a team. So, there's a door open for the White Sox to come back to target field. The Twins get the friendly confines, and they can at least try and win two out of three there and kind of chip back into this thing. If you win two out of three there, all of a sudden you get to seven and nine, and then you kind of start the new week. I, I, again, the schedule gets a little easier into May, and so as long as the Twins just don't sink themselves, that's why it was it would have been huge to hang on for Monday's game uh, in Monday night's game. It would have been just huge for them to hang on. They didn't. Uh, but again, they're playing a struggling White Sox, Team. So the White Sox are struggling, the Twins are struggling. One of these two teams is going to figure things out and have a decent series, at least in the win column. So there's that. So I want to kind of pivot back here to the offense in this game because. Uh, this offense in the series and really overall in the season has been very underwhelming, but I think came to light this Kansas city Royals team. They they're not, they don't have bad pitching, at least from what I've seen in the pitching in that series was really good. Even if their pitching overall, isn't good. I'm not sure I haven't done a deep dive on the Royals, but it's still a series where you just saw the twins constantly. And as the game goes on, really just not figure things out and have no answers for what teams are trying to do to them. And, it's just, I, I've pulled this up because I saw somebody mention that, you know, the Twins are actually hitting the ball really hard, and they're just not finding their rhythm, and I don't know, I mean, maybe I could see how you would see it that way if you look at, um, if you look according to Baseball Savant, if you look at, uh, in terms of weak contact, they're actually, uh, below, they're actually above league average. Their weak contact percentage isn't as high as the league average, and there's like, they're kind of sitting just a touch below league average in terms of solid, uh, and they're actually barreling balls up a little bit more, which I just really think is the Twins are missing their pitches. And but by that, I just mean they're not seeing, like, yeah, if you barrel one up, you're going to hit it hard, and I think the Twins are, I think that's been the only success they have is just when they barrel it up. I think the Twins haven't found a way to kind of produce offense, and you could see it last year. We mentioned it in the podcast a little bit on uh, on tuesday which was this team they hit a lot of home runs at least last year they did but they couldn't find a way to manufacture runs. And I'm not talking about bunting a guy over or stealing. I'm just talking about you have a guy on second base because Byron Buxton or Miguel Sano or whoever rips a double into the gap and he's on second and with one out and you can't find a way to cash it in. Now I looked up these stats, yesterday before yesterday's game, but the twins only scored one run in the last two games. So they're, uh, average with runners in scoring position isn't going to get dramatically better um the twins in 2022 this season are 26th in baseball or at least were before yesterday's game didn't get much better 26th in baseball with a 177 batting average with runners in scoring position that's not good Like, that's not good at all. Uh, To put it into some context, last year the team was tied for 27th in baseball with a 237 average with runners in scoring position this was a struggle for the team last year this has continued to be a struggle with the team this year and I don't know if it goes into approach what they're kind of coaching what they're kind of coaching hitters to look for or just what hitters are looking for in general when an entire team struggles this bad because this team generally has had some good hitters Miguel is an up and down hitter but he still is a guy you think can produce Max Kepler has given you enough flashes to say he's a veteran player you think he can come through Polanco uh you know Guys like Byron Buxton have generally come through in the clutch. Guys like Carlos Correa in this lineup. Uh really I I don't know. I just I th- it it's just baffling to me how this team does not do better with runners in scoring position. But then you think a guy like Miguel Sano is very boomer bust. He's very hit the ball hard, but if I don't hit it, I'm gonna miss this thing. Like I'm like it when I square it up, I hit it, but it doesn't happen as often as it should, or maybe as we'd like to. And Gary Sanchez is like Miguel Sano light. The strikeouts aren't as high, but the high contact isn't quite up there either. So I I don't know I. This Twins team just continues to baffle me. Carlos Correa having a poor start to the season isn't ideal either. Uh, You know, I again, uh, even if you look at numbers, even if you say, let's look at the Twins in 2021, home runs with runners in scoring position was fine. They hit a decent amount of home runs with runners on base, but singles, doubles, triples, all were in the bottom third of the league. And what that just goes to show me is that this team is a little bit too much like 2021 for my liking. Twenty the 2021 Twins were a fine roster on paper. They were not an 89 or 90 loss team or however many losses they had last year. Their pitching reflected that, but their lineup certainly didn't. And the way and at least on paper. And on paper this team definitely should have at least won 80 games, but they couldn't even get close to that. And it just goes to show you that this team couldn't come up with clutch hitting. And that's been the issue we saw especially in the Kansas City series this team just couldn't come up with big hits in the clutch, and I know sometimes baseball is a sporadic game, and it comes and goes, and it cycles, and maybe the Twins are just in a down cycle early, they could very well turn this thing around, but it just, the lack of clutch hitting kind of concerns me, because it's not like this is just, oh, this is just this season, this is, we're seeing exactly what happened last season, and it's happening again, so I I don't know what you can really do to turn that around. I don't know if it's your approach. I don't know if you're just looking to make contact more and you're not looking to drive on it. There's certain pitches you're looking for. It's kind of some very deep level stuff that really major only really major league ball players and people who really follow them and ask them questions and kind of are able to pick their brains can really kind of figure out Uh, or maybe I just don't know what I'm talking about either one. But I don't trust the Twins right now. I trust the pitching, weirdly. The pitching's been phenomenal this year. Uh, Outside of some shaky bullpen innings, the starting staff has been great. Uh, Chris Paddock, who I thought was kind of questionable, has been fine in his first few starts around the American League. We'll see how the season goes for him, but he's had a nice start. Uh, Joe Ryan's been great. Uh, Chris Archer in limited innings has looked good. Um, Bailey Ober's looked good. Uh, Sonny Gray's been hurt. So he kind of gets a pass on that one. But I think overall, when you look at some—Dylan Bundy has looked really good. So I think overall, when you look at some of these these Twins pitchers, at least in the starting department, and Duran in the bullpen, and I think there is something there. I think they need to flesh out a little bit more in terms of the bullpen depth. But there certainly is stuff there with this Twins team Uh, in pitching. There's enough that you can build a decent team on. But I think the Twins pitching was always contingent on this lineup was going to hit. I think that, like, this pitching staff is okay. It's good, but not great. We have some holes. But you know what? We're expecting our lineup to kind of bail us out in some of these games. And it's been the other way around. And I don't think that's sustainable. I think the Twins pitching has been good. But all of them are pitching really good. Somebody, especially the starting staff, somebody's going to kind of fall out a little bit somebody's gonna have kind of a rough two to three starts you know and I and it was I think a lot of this and 2019 especially and into 2020 as well but Maeda and Barrios both had great years in 2019 it was a good but not great pitching staff overall the bullpen was the better part the rotation was fine but not great but they hit, a, you know, a, they shattered the home run record and they were just a lights out offense and they were dynamic and they could score at any time of the game. The 2019 Twins had a lot of clutch hitting. And by clutch hitting, I just mean runners in scoring position. I mean late, especially runners in scoring position past the sixth inning. There was a lot of things that they just did well that kind of was contingent on bailing out a pitching staff. And I think, the, I think the 2021, the 2022 Twins rather, have built a staff that can at least be be as good if not better than the 2019 twins in terms of pitching but it's a little contingent on we're really going to be true playoff contenders if our lineup is good and our lineup is good and our pitching staff is fine and we figure out a way to win ball games I don't think that's going to be the case this year now even if I'm not saying I'm not saying that that was contingent on the home run record twins what I'm saying is this team basically said our offense is going to carry us and we're going to have some pitching kind of fill in the gaps here and there and right now it's been the other way around and I don't know how sustainable that is just because the twins again it's only a couple trips through the order and everybody's look really good so we'll see what happens now as the season goes on and teams kind of figure out how to how the twins are positioning these guys but I just, all in all, I just don't really trust this Twins offense, I don't trust them to get the job done, I don't trust them to get hits, their approaches at the plate aren't good, and this is what brings me to really everything the Twins are doing, they don't hit the ball hard, I think that's your biggest thing, when somebody like Trevor Larnick goes in a, somebody like Trevor Larnik uh, goes in a funk, you know, he hasn't gotten a ton of hits, but he's seeing the ball really well in his at-bats, he thinks, when he's taking pitches, he's confident their balls, and has a good feel for the strike zone and he just has a good feel for timing just hasn't quite been able to line it up or his hits have been loud outs so if you look at somebody like Trevor Larnik and we're going to see if his name pops up here um, his exit velocity uh, not quite where you want it to be Um, it's the league average is 88 miles an hour in exit velocity. He's about 89. He's a little bit above league average, but he still has been doing a decent job. His hard hit percentage has been 42 percent, a little bit above league average. He's been a guy who has been able in the limited amount of time for not getting as much for kind of starting a week later than everybody else at the major league level. Larnick is a guy who you think he's going to figure it out. Like he's going to figure it out and he's going to go on a tear for a couple of weeks. But the rest of this team, outside of Byron Buxton, um, it's not looking good. I mean, uh, really, uh, the Twins, in terms of weighted on base average, they're 289. That's in the bottom part of the league. 307 is the league average. When you look at barreling percentage, the Twins are in the bottom 1%. When you look at hard hit percentage, the Twins are in the bottom percent of the league and when you look at exit velocity the twins are also not doing well either their exit velocity is 89 miles an hour uh so and this is all according to uh this is all according to baseball savant so this is a team that's not really hitting the ball hard and even if i think like the league average is like around 89 so they're again they're a team that's Kind of hovering around that league average, if not below league average, and some people say like, well, yeah, that means they're going to course correct, but like, it's not like they're smashing the ball. The only guy who maybe you could say is Correa, whose hard hit percentage is at fifty-five and a half percent, but even then, the exit velocity isn't quite there. So I, I just don't really know what to read it. I, I don't, I don't know if I can call the Twins hitting unlucky right now. What I really think this is, I don't think there was unlucky. Is it's just more of They're not really seeing the right pitches. They're like, they just, they don't really know what to do with breaking balls. They don't, I mean, just, I don't know. I think they're like, there was a double play. The only unlucky part I could give is like Carlos Correa hitting into a double play, but only because the twins called a hit and run and he hit the ball right to where the second baseman was going to make it a double play. Otherwise the ball would have went up the middle. The Gio Urshela double play today, uh, kind of like he just kind of swung his bat out like a check swing and just doinked off of it right to the second baseman. It's things like that I can understand as, like, this team is unlucky. But I just, I don't think that really explains this stretch for them. I think it really has been. They just aren't comfortable at the plate. A large majority of Twins players are. And I think that they really can't handle the breaking stuff. I think they're just a team that even when they find their pitches or it feels like they time out a ball right, they just can't barrel it up. And I don't know. And, again, I I just I'm trying to figure out this team, but they're, um, It I don't know, the, the and it's only a couple weeks into the season, I know, and I know that sometimes, especially we have a team like the Wolves that are in must-win games every day, and the Wild must-win games every day, and the Vikings play in the NFL, and that's a must-win game every day, I know a lot of people's brains are kind of wired into that every single game is a must-win, and I, that's true, especially now that they've kind of dug themselves in a hole this first couple weeks, but The season isn't quite over. They have to have like one more really bad week of going 500 or worse for me to really be concerned about if this team can pull out. Basically, again, be within five games of the 500 mark by the end of the first month and you're fine. Preferably, you'd like to be at the 500 mark or better, kind of on that higher side of the the margin of error. But again, they still would have a chance to turn it around. Schedule gets a little lighter. The only thing is you still have to win your games. You still have to win those games. The 2021 Twins couldn't do that. And I don't, and again, the the jury is still out on whether we think the 2022 ki, uh, twins can actually do that as well. All in all, I just think this isn't a case of, oh, the team is just unlucky. I think this is, they're really in a funk right now, and they really got to figure out how to get out of it. And some, the only really thing you can do, and we talked about this with Buxton, is the only thing you can do is just keep sending him out there and hoping that things turn out differently. Because Buxton came back, and that's great, and hopefully he plays center field against the White Sox. But my whole thing is, I don't know. Like, I I don't know. This, this Twins team isn't necessarily... They're not. They're not putting themselves in a big hole. I'm kind of at a loss for words right now. Just thinking about kind of what this team is. There's not a lot of moves they can really make, uh, in terms of who are they going to call up. Jose Miranda. He's having a fine year, but like, does that mean? So does that mean less playtime time for Luis Rice? because? Or does that mean less time for Gio or Shella? Like, who's kind of the odd man out in that situation? Who are you sending down to AAA? Are you sending Gordon? Gordon's proving himself to be, a, a, like, decent enough, like, playable in center field as a backup for Bucks, and I know Celestino could do that as well. But, like, again, I don't... Maybe Celestino is the odd man out. I don't know. Maybe bringing Kirilov back helps, but Kirilov was... He couldn't... Like, he was hurt. He was playing hurt. He didn't really have a chance to get into a groove, so we don't really know if he can come back and play, so I just, I don't know what the right move is, you don't, you're not calling up Royce Lewis, I think that's, you don't sign Carlos Correa, and then bring up Royce Lewis, I think you gotta, I think the twins are just kind of holding him back, I know he's played well in his first couple weeks, but he still missed the last two seasons, hasn't, hadn't played a single competitive game, so he still needs a lot more time cuz this is his first taste of triple a. He needs a lot more time to figure things out and to just keep getting more reps. And because if you bring him up to the big league level, I mean where are you playing him? Buxton's back theoretically. So Buxton takes center, Larnick or Kirilov in left, Kepler in right. I mean, you're not benching Kepler for you're not benching Kepler for Royce Lewis. And really, besides shortstop, he's an outfielder. So there's really not a lot of places the Twins can really go with this. There's not a lot of big call-ups that they can do to shake things up outside of maybe signing Justin Upton. But I feel like if the Twins were serious about signing Justin Upton, they would have done it already because Byron Buxton was hurt. They feel like if they really wanted to fill that gap, they would have brought in Justin Upton to kind of add some depth to the outfield and put Kepler in center and put Upton at the corner outfield spot. I think if the Twins really wanted to sign Justin Upton, they would have found a way to do it already. There probably just isn't interest there from the Upton camp. Either that or the Twins don't want to re jam the outfield, but either way, I don't think Justin Upton digs the team out of this funk. I think that, because it's not just one or two guys who aren't playing well. This whole team isn't hitting well. The Twins scored one run today on a sacrifice fly. Like that. So they didn't, I, again, this there's not, all they really can do is just throw themselves back out there and hope that things turn around. And that kind of gets me to my last point of the podcast is we, should we have saw this coming? And maybe this is something we can talk in depth more next week, but should we have saw this Twins team being bad at hitting at least outside of the top guys, you would have thought Buxton, Correa, Polanco would have been able to be, you know, been able to hit and hold their own at the plate. Luisa Rice would have done fine. That's four hitters, but then there's still okay Ryan Jeffers. He really hasn't saw significant starting time in his career. How does he do? Urshela and Sanchez are coming off rocky years with the Yankees okay well that's another couple guys um you know looking around Miguel Sano he bounced back and had a decent year but of course very up and down can he be relied upon Max Kepler has not had a good 29 uh, 2020 and 2021 this is a team that kind of needs a new foundation and Buxton is a part of that foundation but when he's hurt it really makes this lineup suffer because Larnick and Kirilov are supposed to be those couple pieces but they're they Kirilov was playing hurt and Larnick while he's hitting the ball decent and has a good approach the results haven't just been showing up yet so this is a team that really the results haven't been showing up yet they haven't gotten a lot of hitting and really again that's what my whole point of who do you bring up or who do you expect to step up because outside of Buxton going god mode and Correa figuring things out you're going to get decent production from Polanco. You're going to get decent production from Arise for what you've seen from them already. You kind of know what both of those players' ceilings are. But I just don't know who else is going to be that X-Factor. Outside of it probably has to be Kirillov and or Larnik to kind of step up and give these teams some middle-of-the-order bats because I don't know who your middle-of-the-order bat is. You have your top three to four in, you know, in uh, Buxton, Correa, Polanco... Arise in some order of those four, but then after that, like Sano and Sanchez, how much can they be relied upon? How much can Gio or Shella be relied upon? Ryan Jeffers is just having a bad year, as having a bad start to the year. Uh, I, Kyle Garlick, maybe? I mean, heck, I ripped the Twins for putting him at DH on Monday, and he hit a home run. So, what do I know about what? Do, what do I know about it? So I don't know. Uh, I just I. I I think the biggest thing is there's not like, oh, this team is hitting the ball hard. like They just need to keep playing and they'll figure things out. Right now, it's this team is not really hitting the ball hard and they're not really scoring runs and they're not really doing much, but we're kind of going to cross our fingers and hope that they can kind of figure things out because they have not been able to do anything close to that lately. So... I don't know, this Twins team isn't a funk, but the only thing they can... Re- I'm saying funk a lot. I don't know why. i got to figure out of a new word. Maybe it's just because, you know, I watched Moneyball the other day and there was that scene where Jeremy Giambi was, you know, doing we got the funk in the locker room. I don't... I don't know. I think that's just a good sign that kind of the Twins have fried my brain in terms of uh, in terms of baseball for the week. Hopefully they have a good series against the Chicago White Sox. We'll be sure to talk about it as it develops. I think that's going to wrap it up for us for the day. The Twins win. They're 5-8 and eight on the season. Season ain't over yet. Good winnable series against the White Sox who are struggling as well. They have some questions with kind of how their roster is shaping up too. Hopefully they can figure things out this has been the minnesota sports podcast we'll see you guys next time thanks for listening to the minnesota sports podcast you can find us on spotify and apple podcasts be sure to leave a five-star review and share the podcast on social media to help spread the word